Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Good to see you. Hello, hello. <laughs> so I've just had a bit of a mishap with my mic and nearly <gasps> knocked it flying. Oh God, again? <laughs> yes. So I think it's going to be one of those days. Oh, it will. My mic is like, I always have to, to elevate my mic. I always have to find various cardboard boxes or sort of knickknacks <laughs> sort of running around. So I'm always at risk for this thing toppling over. Yeah. We are high tech, obviously. and very Totally high tech. We've totally got our shit together. Trust us. We have. We have. <laughs> Just as we know what we're doing, ish. Uh, ish. <laughs> so how's your week been? Uh, yeah, it's been really good. Thank you. I have been, um, I've been on my treadmill. You have? My, um, I have, yes. I've Ooh. got a good little routine going now. Um, I started on the very, very big baby beginner and yeah. I've upped it to the infant beginner. Oh my God. <laughs> so surprising because usually these are very expensive coat hangers and clothes hangers so no I've been on it I've been on it so yeah a mixture of treadmill and yoga oh yeah so I'm feeling very proud so what has been your key I mean like that's huge and you know we coach folks around helping to institute healthy habits right it's really really hard so what's been your key to success of integrating a a healthy habit and kind of sticking to it yeah so for me I think consistency is the key because once you kind of Mm. fall off the wagon then Mm. um it's really hard to get back on it again so consistency I think has been really good and finding the right time of day to do it so for me first thing Mm. in the morning is best oh yeah yeah and just getting up and going for it so before you can even think about it Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, nice. So Congratulations. That, that's yeah, wonderful. that's what's worked for me. Ah, very nice. Mm. Very nice. I feel like I'm st- needing to see you again through the beads of sweat. I, it's still like a roasting <laughs> summer over here. I'm trying to just keep cool and and uh, calm. But man, like every single second of our day is just clammy. So, but it's good. Like, you know, winter is so harsh. So I, yeah. I always miss this summer whenever it's in the middle of winter, like minus 10 degrees and yes. blistery snow. So <laughs> I always miss not having to think about a jacket ever <laughs> for mm, months on end. So nice. And that's where we're it? at. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Uh, now, is it sunny over there or is it still like the weird and wonderful four seasons every day <laughs> well um they've had some torrential weather in the uk so they had this yeah. massive um heat wave for like days and days on end like we were, we were all melting and then um tropical storms so um thunder lightning yeah. torrential rain they showed a picture this morning on tv of a tube station that was actually flooded the whole of the water was oh. had gone into the tube oh, station it's mad because the oh. so i think they said something like a month's worth of rain fell in an hour and that's london rain yeah <laughs> like we're not talking oh my god no we're wow. not talking nice tropical warm wow. wow yeah so um so it's been quite bad actually it's been a lot of people mm. with uh, damaged houses and uh, so i do feel for them but yeah it's just oh, been bonkers okay. um i think there was a picture last week as well of somebody that had giant hailstones and everywhere else had beautiful lovely sunshine 
so gosh. yeah the, the weather was wild oh my gosh okay that's crazy mm. ah all right very not fun no well let's switch to another type of news what's going on on the relationship desk of love oh nice segue mm-hmm. i'm loving your work anna <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today I was reading this article about the science behind dad and daughter relationships. Oh, mm-hmm. so I thought that was quite interesting. So they've been doing some studies about um, how much your relationship with your father then affects your um, future mm-hmm. as a girl. So children that have like a really strong relationship, a really strong bond with their fathers will have um, lots of benefits that come as a result mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So daughters who have hands-on dads during the developing stages of their lives are known to be in better health than those that don't. Teenagers who have strong relationships with their fathers are less likely to be a wreck. Mm. (laughs) Their words, not mine. (laughs) In scientific terms, yep. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a weird word to use, but anyway. It's a bit weird, yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the daughters that have a strong bond with their fathers have a lower chance of having anxiety and a higher odds of having more self-worth and self-esteem. Daughters who bond well with their fathers can deal with stress better and it also contributes to a more positive self-image. The image of a father the girl holds is of the man who is loving and caring. This may impact the future relationships that she has. Mm. Abusive behaviour of a father during the initial stages of a girl's life can have a negative impact on the way that she looks at relationships in the future. No shit, mm. Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I didn't need to be a scientist to work that one out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Spending quality time with your father as a child and as an adult may impact your emotional state for the better. Mm. Absent fathers um, may result in having more eating disorders amongst girls. Mm. So daughters whose fathers have actively engaged throughout their childhood in promoting their academic or athletic achievements, encouraging their self-resilience and assertiveness, are more likely to graduate from college and enter a higher paying job, which used to traditionally be held by men. So there's lots of benefits to having a hands-on dad and having a good relationship with your father. Oh, Gosh, I, and I do reiterate the no shit Sherlock because you know I think that's something that that yeah, but but it is true. Like we've sort of known and assumed it, but it is something that warrants more study because the more research and evidence mm. that we have, the more we can really lean on that. And you know, for me as a physician, we think, okay, so how do we help with the upstream? interventions for prevention as opposed to having to sort of deal with wrecks when they happen yeah their words not mine um and really like how do we help fathers to sort of really show up in a powerful Mm. way i'm a bit of a socialist because i'm canadian so i think about all sorts of like social programs to help you know both parents to be able to really lean in and engage and reduce any of the barriers and blocks to really being able to show up as a parent and poverty comes in systemic oppression comes in so I'm getting all excited about like preventative health here, but, <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, yeah. yeah, I think it can be hard for fathers, can't it? Because oh. especially in the initial stages, you know, a lot of the care and the feeding certainly kind of is done by the by the female, isn't it? Because of that, yeah. you know, generally because of the way that we're made, you know, we're the ones that can breastfeed. And so a lot of that care and attention really comes from the mother and often the dad is still at work so then they you know they're not getting up and doing night feeds and because they've got to get up and go to work the next day so there's you know can be quite tough I think for fathers and they can often feel 
that kind of like they're not part of it in the beginning oh. and it can be really difficult yeah. they do say that um you know babies often look like the dads when they come out and that's oh. to make sure that the males don't reject the baby because oh, that they can, they can see that yeah so mm. which i always thought was quite fascinating oh interesting did your mm. kids look like their dad when they came out uh, absolutely and also oh. like their granddad which was just really unfortunate <gasps> Oh. <laughs> Although they both had more hair than their granddad. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, wow. It was really hilarious because people used to stop me when I uh, with my daughter. She was my firstborn. So yeah. you're always just like totally over the top anyway with your first. And um, so they'd stop me in the street and say, oh, how old is he? And I used to get furious and I'd come home and I'd tell my husband like, blah, 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 and this woman down the street and she'd and she doesn't even look like a boy she looks like a girl and then um now when i look back at the baby photos i'm like mm, yeah i can kind of see it could have gone either way it's funny but at the time you know yeah i obviously thought she was absolutely beautiful of well and, and looked yes. like a girl yes absolutely <laughs> mom's eyes Oh. This is a beautiful thing. And, and actually, I graduated medical school with uh, somebody who's turned into who's who's gone on to become a very prominent psychiatrist in Toronto. And he works specifically with father's mental health because there's a blind spot. Yeah. There's so much resources for for moms. Yeah. And there's a total, total lack of resources for fathers. So that's his kind of yeah. thing. And he does dudes groups and he kind of sort of oh, does like a bunch good. of stuff that... Yeah, because like the more engaged the fathers can become, the the maybe yeah. the more checked in they can they can become because yeah, there's just so many so many hurdles and not a lot of resources. Yeah. 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 No, it's true actually. It is true. Right, big up the dads out there. Yeah. Keep going. You're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think that kind of leads in. I mean, I've not I I don't know a lot about the attachment styles. I think it's a very sort of buzz thing to talk about mm. the attachment styles. It's, and it's interesting stuff. But, you know, anxious attachment styles, it makes perfect sense mm. that if you didn't have a strong, steady attachment to your parents and your father, then, you know, there's more likelihood down the road of having insecure attachment styles in your relationships. That, yeah, I mean, absolutely. it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Excellent. Yeah. So that kicked yeah. us off nicely. Yeah. Very nice. Would you like a hot topic? Oh, yes, please. Let's go. All righty. Today's hot topic is types of boundaries in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I love boundaries. I like a good you? boundary. <laughs> don't have any, but I like them. <laughs> but I didn't even know what boundaries were until a few years ago. Yeah. So yeah. um, so that I think it's a really important topic to discuss, actually, because I think lots of people would be in the same position that I was. Mm -hmm. until I started doing kind of a lot of the work that we do yeah. and boundaries comes up quite a lot um, and it is just super important so to just explain should we just explain what boundaries are before we kick off and yeah. talk about different types for all yeah, of us so, who don't know what boundaries are yeah <laughs> so yeah so for all the people who are just like me um and have read less books on the topic like I have now <laughs> um so yeah boundaries are just limits that's all they are so it's kind of like a line in the sand it's saying I'm not going to go kind of beyond that point if you think about um you know in your property you would have a boundary that is your property so it's kind of like I'm inside my fence and that's where I'm staying I'm not going over to yeah. your fence because that's not mine. I'm going to stay on my side of the fence. 
Right, like a fence around a property or a a big system that prevents mm. water from flooding into a city. I like those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people aren't particularly great with boundaries, or are they? Like, I mean, you said oh. at the start you like a boundary, but you're not so good at them. Yeah. And what, what do you think it is that stops people from putting boundaries in place? Well, I don't want to not be liked. I don't want people yeah. to think I'm like bitchy or high maintenance. I love yeah. feeling like I am down for anything. Yeah. Those are yeah. my childhood messages. Mm. Yep. That yeah. gets in the way of my boundaries. It can be so hard, can't it? And I think that kind of, that being liked, that people pleasing thing mm. is definitely something that comes in to play. I think also we don't, we tend to put other people ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So we often don't think that, oh, well, I can't, I can't do that because then that's not fair to somebody else. Yeah. And that's like so not true, actually. And having some strong boundaries in place is actually like a really good thing because you set a certain level of expectation and everyone knows where they stand. So it's a bit yeah. like, um, I talked about this a long time ago on the podcast about if I gave you a manual that kind of told you everything that you needed to know about me. Well, mm-hmm. boundaries are a bit like that, aren't they? It's kind yeah. of, you know where the limits are, you know what you'll accept and won't accept. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's clear then. So I, I see them as a real positive thing. They are. And, you know, but actually, funny enough, what's coming up is the tie-in from your, from the relationship, the hot desk of love. Um, <laughs> if you had parents or even a father who said, "Your my love is conditional upon you being agreeable and well-behaved. Mm. So if, if you had sort of this relationship with your parent or with your father where you only get love if you are agreeable, yeah. that is going to get in the way of you establishing a boundary because... Yeah, I'm totally making yeah. a, a you know a link here because the 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 manual is terrific, but so many of us are so far away from even imagining that we could even publish a manual to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. so true. Yeah. So, what was your journey in terms of like recognizing that boundaries exist and that boundaries are a good thing? How did you start your journey in terms of thinking about you know setting limits? Yeah, so a lot of it came up, I think, through coaching and studying. Um, to be a coach and so it was a term that I wasn't really familiar with it was never something that we kind of discussed in a in a family situation so I did just a lot of research so if there's something that I don't know about I just get really curious and try and find out about it so I do like to kind of read up on different subjects if I don't know things about them so as I kind of read about boundaries and just really got to understand them more so and then doing relationship coaching it comes up quite a lot um mm. so it's really useful to be able to have those discussions with clients around boundaries and boundary setting um and how helpful that can be yeah. so yeah and I think it just comes up in all different parts of your life so not just in relationships comes up in work situations comes mm. up with friends like all of that yeah, is just totally. super important yeah, yeah. Totally. So, um, yeah. So I think they're great. Fascinating yeah. subject. Yeah. So, but mm. there are different types of boundaries. Yes, there are, yeah. What comes up there? Mm. So I've got a bit of a list, actually. Shall I shall we go through them? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll read the whole list and then we can kind of discuss some of them in a bit more detail. So for me, I would think about these different areas. So physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mm. sexual boundaries, mm. intellectual boundaries, material boundaries and then finally time oh my god yes so they're the things that I would think of is there anything that's not on the list that you think 
No, that's lovely. And I think money would come under material boundaries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So time and yeah. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So material boundaries are our money, um, but also possessions as well. Um, so I'll tell you for me, um, <laughs> there are certain things that I'm particular about. Like I'm not massively precious about a lot of things, but there are certain pieces of furniture that I'm really particular about oh. in terms of how, so wooden tables <gasps> coasters not putting a yes. cold beer <gasps> yeah oh I my can't, God. honestly i can't oh i, I can't nearly even. freaked out one year when somebody had a glass of red wine on the table without <gasps> without a coaster i mean who does oh that my, do you hear the like nypd totally agrees with us oh my who, god who does that right oh you're who, right it's an arrestable offense <laughs> it is an arrest oh my god <gasps> i i get all hot and bothered yes <gasps> So yeah, so it's like, um, and it's funny, I was watching something on the new, on uh, TV earlier where this guy said he couldn't stand people eating in his car. Yes. So, uh, you know, there are certain things like yes. material wise where you will get quite precious about how people take care of them, yeah. what people do, like, yeah, all of those things. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Because, yeah. you know, if your value is that you like to take care of your stuff, you don't yeah. want to keep trashing things and buying new yeah. stuff. And if you take yeah. care of your stuff, but other people don't take care of your stuff. Wow, that's a huge, you know, values violation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And it plays into the money thing as well. Like if you've mm. spent, you know, if you bought something that's really super nice and you've saved up mm. for it, you've spent a long time, you've, you know, it's been on your wish list for kind of mm. a few years and you finally got round to to having enough money to buy something and then if somebody comes along and trashes it like how devastating is that oh my god it so. really does say like i don't care about you it, mm. yeah and that may not that might be an unfair interpretation but really like a boundary to take care of your stuff because of how much effort you put into yeah. bringing that in. it's an important part of your life oh yeah. yeah yeah so i think the material boundaries i think are are just as important as the other ones i think on the finance front, that's often kind of a um, a bit of a hot topic, isn't it, for couples? Mm. Because, mm. I mean, money is just such a, an emotive subject at times, yeah. isn't it? So I think yeah. really understanding where you're at, for, you know, financially and just laying down some of those expectations, like early doors, I think is, is really useful and healthy in a relationship. Yeah. You're so right. Um, you know, I think uh, for a lot of us, and maybe that's a lot of women, that our finances are our are, are freedom. And that's mm. something I learned from my mother. She's oh, fierce totally. about finances. Yeah, It totally. was the only thing that got her out of a, a bad situation, in, mm. it, multiple situations in her life that were really bad where she was, you know, facing abuse and neglect. And she was able to get out because of her finances. And when mm. finances were taken away from her, mm. it was a tool of manipulation. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, yeah, I think, you know, understanding where you sit with material things, with money is just really important. Knowing knowing where you're at and what's important to you as a person mm-hmm. and then communicating that to your partner yeah. is um, is key for some yeah. happiness, I would say. Happiness and harmony. Absolutely. Mm. How about some emotional bo- uh, boundaries? How does that yeah. play in? So I think the emotional side is about understanding... Um, getting in touch with your own emotions 
first so you can clearly articulate that to your partner and and this is something people really really struggle with um i coach a lot of people around emotions and mm. understanding their emotions and getting in touch with them um some people have never even thought about it mm-hmm. so knowing kind of what they are what where you're at but then it's communicating how do you want to be met by your partner if you're in an emotional state so mm. And this came up recently with a client around people wanting to fix certain situations. Um, mm. Came up in my relationship recently as well, actually. You know, oh. sometimes I'm like, I'm a big fixer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dog agrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, that brought something up for my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you see, your dog doesn't want to be fixed either. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, we're keeping it real today. <laughs> keeping it real. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like not trying to kind of immediately jump in and fix things for your partner if they're emotional. It might just be that they want to rant and rave. It might be that they want a shoulder to cry on. Mm. Um, so really understanding what your needs are when you're in an emotional state, I think is quite important. And then communicating that again mm. um, to say, you know, this is how... I would prefer things to be. I don't need you to fix mm. things. I just want you to listen or mm-hmm. I just want a hug or I don't want you to try and cheer me up because if I want oh. to be miserable, I'm going to be miserable, yeah, which is yeah. normally my response. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. <laughs> Can't be happy all the time, right? Cannot. <laughs> have space to be a little bit like mm. shitty for a few hours because yeah. that's the yeah. natural flow of life. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so I think it's those things really. Um, huh. Is that what you were thinking? Oh, nice. Yeah, those emotional boundaries. And it it is so funny, because I was actually working with folks really recently about trying to trying to understand the feelings, emotions and where it sits Mm. in their body. And sometimes people can only describe like I feel something and it's in the back of my neck. Yeah. Or I feel something it's in my chest. I feel something that's in my stomach. And mine's always trapped in my throat. (gasps) That's where I feel it. Oh, isn't that interesting? It's like the silent scream. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I love yeah. that. But you're right. People really, really struggle with um, with emotions mm-hmm. because the emotion is is like a it's a trigger that happens in your brain. I've been doing mm-hmm. some uh, research recently about this because um, I'm writing an intervention around emotional intelligence oh, um, nice. amongst other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but it's you get this reaction that happens in your brain and it releases um chemicals as well so it releases the hormones inside yeah. inside of you and then you then the feeling is then as a result of the emotional um stimuli so right. but being able to name it and put your finger on it and explain it, it can be really super difficult right right really Absolutely. difficult but yeah. it's part of being able to emotionally regulate the first stage is to be able to name what's going on being able to label it being able to explain where you feel it in your body to explain Mm -hmm. what's going on and then you can start to look at well what's triggered it because it's generally that kind of fight flight response is coming into play which says I'm in danger but that can often be triggered inaccurately so because it's super super sensitive right Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Mm. Oh, and that is really cool stuff. Fascinating topic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So should we talk Mm. about physical boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. So this is around kind of the amount of space that you need. Like, Mm. um, do I need time by myself? Do I need, um, 
Yeah, we've talked about um, about different sleeping positions ages ago. Do you remember? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah. So do you remember like, like the one like scooched really down the bed or something? Where, yes, some weird, very strange. I do very remember strange. that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it might be something along the lines of actually, I don't like to be touched in bed. I like to, mm. you know, that could be a physical boundary. Yeah, things like um, public displays of affection, like you Ooh. might be against that. You might not be a hand holder. You mm. might, I mean. I'm okay with it. Although I do remember when I first started going out with my man, I was a bit weird about it and wasn't that happy about yeah displays of affection in public. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and you about you know that I guess that demonstrates that your boundaries can move and change and um yeah. Oh, that well, and also I guess love languages as well. So if somebody is like mm. their their love language is physical affections, so they're always kind of like they want to like be touching the shoulder, yeah. touching the arm, hugging, whatever. Yeah. But if the other person is not, that's not their love yeah, language. That can feel like overwhelming. Super intrusive. Just feel like yeah. too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Pawing. It feels like, yeah. I, and I think about like your kids, right? Like anybody who's had young kids and just feels mm. like they're being pawed over. Like there's no oh. physical boundaries. Yeah, that's non-believing. <laughs> Trauma triggered with Sarah. <laughs> oh, my days. I used to, I mean... Nowadays, oh. you can't. I can't get my kids to have her go come anywhere near me most of the time because they're <laughs> grumpy teenagers. But yeah. when they were younger, Jesus Christ, not a moment's peace. Just all over, <laughs> mommy, mom, not mom. a moment's peace. And I tell you what, yeah. physical boundaries. There was no such thing as uh, going to the toilet on your own, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh I used my to gosh. remember somebody who said um, fa- that a private bath was family members only. <laughs> <laughs> and it just massively accurately describes <laughs> like bath time when you've got young kids. There's no such thing as like mom alone. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, kids wanting so, yeah. to show you their drawings <laughs> while you're trying yeah. to just take a bath. So, kids have no boundaries, but you can yeah. explain to your partner that you do. And yeah. they, they need to kind of observe those and... Um, yeah, yeah. oh nice time. very nice yeah. okay so yeah so that's how physical boundaries would show up mm-hmm. um let's talk about intellectual boundaries next oh that's interesting yeah, yeah. i don't know where that's going tell me more mm. so intellectual boundaries are about your ideas your beliefs um and i think values would play into this so mm. you know what is it that i like hold true for me mm. and therefore kind of where where might there be some sensitivities, I guess? Mm, interesting. Okay. Mm. Do you have a specific example? Because I'm still a bit confused. Okay. So I guess something like, um, so if you were talking about their, um, values as an example, right. like one of my values is um, fairness. Mm-hmm. And it's a real strong value for me. So mm-hmm. that would be something where I might have a boundary there around fairness. If I think something is unfair and you mm-hmm. cross that boundary, mm-hmm. like, believe me, you're getting on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. that would be kind of like a, a boundary for me. Um, mm. It may be things around kind of beliefs that you hold true as well for you. Oh. Yeah. then that can, again, be a, a strong boundary where you wouldn't oh. necessarily want that to be crossed. Oh, interesting. Or maybe, mm. or you don't want it to be invalidated. So if you have yeah. certain beliefs, maybe mm. that's different political beliefs, different religious beliefs, different, and you might not want your partner to be invalidating or silencing or, yeah. you know, mocking or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. And, and generally, you know, you can have beliefs oh. around kind of the way things should be done or how th- how you mm. approach things. Mm-hmm. And if that then gets kind of crossed, then that can feel quite oh. difficult, it can feel uncomfortable. 
Oh, that's actually a nice, that kind of takes, that's a blind spot. That's, mm. that's nice actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we've got time. I think that's mm. kind of self-explanatory, but it's around, mm. um, so one of the things that I, just really annoys me is uh, my partner's often late, like oh. a lot. Um, oh, big. And that just like, that's a no-no for me because then yeah. it's saying, well, actually your time isn't as valuable as mine. Like that's yeah. how it feels to me. And I know that's not the intention behind it. It's just like, yeah. can be super disorganized at times and <laughs> doesn't mean he get his ass in the gear very quickly. Yep, got <laughs> he has it. two speeds, slow and stop. Oh, um, Whereas <laughs> like I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, mm. go, 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 go. Everything mm. gets done super quickly. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're on completely different speeds in life. Wow. So yeah, time for me is something that I'd, I feel like my time is super important. And mm. there's a lot of things that I can be doing in my time. I've got yeah. a lot of things to do and there's never enough time. Yeah. So I think Including time rest. for me is... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So time for me is something that's an important boundary. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's... And that's a, that's an important one for sure. That's I think that comes up really... Like, a, that's a, that comes up a lot of boundary cross that causes a yeah. lot of conflict. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a while ago on the podcast as well. Do you know why I'm getting so many flashbacks right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we've already passed our one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, we're in the second year. I feel Absolutely. like we're growing. I feel like we're growing up. <laughs> How, oh, hell yeah. So no wonder you're reflecting, <laughs> yes, getting the, the fresh points or the juicy bits from the last year. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we talked about um, like saying no to things like, you know, looking after Jenny's kid for the day when, oh, you know, you yes. don't really want to. So it's those sorts of things where I, actually, you know, my time is important and I'm yeah. allowed to say no to the things that I don't want to do. And it's very liberating once you start. Absolutely. Oh mm. my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So we've saved the best to last. Sexual boundaries. We know that the listeners love a bit of sex. We (laughs) like a bit of sex, like a little boundaries in sex. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think sexual boundaries are really, really important in a relationship. Yeah. Because you should never, and this plays into my fairness value, right? You should never have somebody that has control over a situation that goes against the beliefs that you have or the things that you that you will do and want to yeah and you should never allow somebody to cross that and I think sexual boundaries are just so important yeah I saw something recently on a forum where it said if you're married are you allowed to say no to sex and I literally <sighs> wanted to scream at my ipad because absolutely you're allowed like to say why no are we even sex. asking just because I know exactly yeah. I was horrified horrified yeah. by the question but I think it goes to show you that people do feel some pressure, I think, in this area. Absolutely. You know, pressure to perform, pressure to kind of be a certain way. Keep um, a certain frequency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, this is absolutely an area where you should understand where your yeses and nos are. You know, mm-hmm. what are your non-negotiable things? What will you kind of not, you know, what are you not interested in? Mm-hmm. And be really, really clear and explicit around that. Yeah. And never feel like you, you're being pressured into something. Never feel like you can't say no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, really get clear about what's acceptable to you and what isn't. And be explicit in explaining that to your partner. Right. I'm on a Absolutely. bit of a soapbox, sorry. <laughs> no, and that's completely true. And I think I think what really comes up um, is that when you come from certain social or cultural backgrounds, this becomes yeah. super hard because there are cultural expectations about Absolutely. specifically sort of ownership of a woman's body and who yeah. owns that. Yeah, absolutely. Super hard. I was watching this um, this thing on Netflix about um, 
Orthodox Jews mm. and some of the views that they have about uh, women and about what they can wear and not wear. Mm. And, mm. and it's just really crazy, isn't it, in this day and age that those types of things still exist and, and they do. And, right. I, and, I, and I get it if it's part of your culture, then I can, mm-hmm. I can understand that. But it's really trying not to say yes to things that go against your own views or your own levels of, of comfort. Yeah, and and I think a lot of um, ways of dress to adhere to a religious order, I think, can be really liberating for folks. I think, mm-hmm. and women who choose to wear certain things, they they will very vehemently state, you know, I really do feel liberated. I feel that this gives me power, mm-hmm. but it is important to set a a real nurturing scene and a stage to be able to make that assessment for yourself, sort of in a vacuum where you're not sort of being influenced by expectations and messages of society yeah. at large. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. really hard to hear your own voice and not be manipulated by sort of expectations because you can often like what you feel, what you think or what you desire can sometimes be somebody else's voice. You don't even realize mm. it's somebody else's yeah. voice in your head. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and I've coached folks who sort of earlier in their relationship or in their marriage, there was there were no boundaries. And there was a huge discrepancy in terms of frequency of sex where mm. it was way too frequent for one partner. And you can e- it can be so devastating and traumatizing that it can actually create even sort of a, you know, um, post traumatic sort of reactions, or it can it can absolutely devastate one partner when they feel like they've been pushed beyond their limit for a certain period yeah. of time. Oh my gosh, devastating effects. Yeah, and it's great that you've kind of raised that because what happens is if we don't raise those situations where we feel like we're going against our own wishes and and wants and desires, then what happens is resentment builds up over time. And And revulsion. Yeah, and you know, you can often end up with contempt creeping into the relationship and that, as we know, is a nail in the coffin. Yeah. I read something the other day about contempt where it said, anger and disgust mixed it was anger and disgust mixed together and you think about that that is like so toxic isn't it It to be living with that so I think you know like like lots of things if we let things fester and we don't raise how we're feeling and we just sit on them eventually it's going to come out in some shape or form yeah and I think you see this with boundaries where they're crossed and 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 we don't have conversations about it we don't raise it then eventually it does just erupt yeah, and, and our body knows. So mm. anger is an emotion that helps to defend us. So when our, yeah. bo- when our boundaries have been repeatedly crossed, anger tries to push back and, you know, yeah. it is one of our defense mechanisms. So mm. contempt, I mean, it's sad when it shows up, but sometimes there's, there, it's actually your body trying to say enough, no more. And yeah. it's trying to um, assert your boundaries when your body feels that you're not stepping in. So I'm going to start to step in with some emotions that really yeah. push back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can also get um, you can get health issues as well. Oh, my God. I mean, well, you must know this as a doctor. You must see it all the time. But, you know, you get those health things that creep in. So, you know, you may find that you end up with headaches or feeling sick or you get more colds than than other people do or gynecological manifestations. Yeah, like mm-hmm. um, maybe you'll have like achy hips or yeah. something, you know, it kind of, the, the, it's the body's way of trying to tell you, actually, you do need to take this seriously. 100%. Mm. Cardiovascular, yeah. anxiety, yeah. It's to- yeah. it is toxic. Yeah, yeah. it's a toxic yeah. brew. Yeah. So we're saying boundaries are good and we're yeah. saying that there's lots of them. Yeah. And really, 
I guess I would say get in touch with your own boundaries and understand mm-hmm. what they are and then share those with your partner because your yeah. partner probably doesn't even know that they're crossing the boundary because they don't don't even know that it's something that's important to you. Because it's in not case, may not be their boundaries. So they're yeah, like, well, I don't exactly. really feel that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I've said it before. Nobody's a mind reader, right? Like, well, they wish that they were. Like, read my yes. mind and find out what's wrong with me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But we know that that's just not how it works. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love a good boundary. Yes. Mm. So that's actually, that's that's nice. That I, And I like thinking about not just boundaries, but different categories of boundaries, because there were a few yeah. that even I learned about today, which is helpful. Yeah. Good, and again, good. now the fire department is in full agreement. <laughs> yeah, they, um, the fire department want to know what their boundaries are too. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah i mean if this isn't a subject that you've really thought about or come across before then i'd encourage you to just get really curious about it and really ponder on this and think about um you know what some of your boundaries might be because subconsciously you'll know what they are and Mm. um and that's where you'll find you in kind of sticky water with your partner because there'll be something going on for you and it's something will trigger something you don't even understand it therefore your partner can't understand it and you yeah. just end up with this kind of difficult situation and nobody knows kind of why it's arisen yeah. um, so, so getting yeah. in touch with your boundaries can be a really really handy thing to just understand some of those troubled spots in your relationship maybe that yeah. it might just help to find some answers to them yeah oh nice love it Love yeah <laughs> i could talk on. about boundaries all day but i think we should move on to a question yeah oh nice all right <laughs> boundaries won't it won't be the first or the last time that we talk about boundaries no i think yeah we can and there's there's lots of we'll different angles that we can take on it so there'll be yeah. more boundaries coming up more boundaries if just for to you. satisfy me <laughs> yes exactly exactly all right let's have a question then all right question is it really possible for my wife to fall out of love with me after 12 years and five kids first of all I just want to say congratulations five kids that's a big deal right (laughs) amazed they've made it to 12 years yeah yeah I totally take my off to you anybody that's managing more than one or two kids you're doing an amazing job oh my gosh of course yeah oh my gosh oh so is it possible for this person's wife to fall out of love with them yeah hell yes <laughs> it is and i hear pain in the person who's, yeah. a- who's questioning this yeah <gasps> pain incredulousness yeah didn't see this coming no no Mm-mm. i think for the purpose of this question i'm assuming that it's a man right so right. i'm basing my answers on it being a man rather than okay. it being two women could and be either, but let's go with that. It could yeah. be, yeah. But yeah. my kind of good feeling is that this is this has come from a guy. Mm-hmm. And I I think often men don't see this coming. They kind of mm-hmm. think everything's rosy in the garden. Mm-hmm. But they don't really kind of get in touch or in tune with the relationship and don't realise some of the things that are going on. So mm-hmm. I, I think this happens quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say. Absolutely. What mm. are some of the signs that you notice that they may be overlooking or trying to ignore or trying to sort of massage away? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's loads uh-huh. of them, right? Like, and I do genuinely feel like people do know, um, but they're just, they are just ignoring yeah. it. Um, and yeah. they've got kind of the blinkers on because mm-hmm. 
they don't want to open Pandora's box because they're afraid of what might come out. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there's lots of signs. So generally, like you'll see the warmthness in the relationship disappear. So mm-hmm. um, things will become a lot more transactional. So it's all about, right, you know, who's doing swimming this week? Who's mm-hmm. picking the kids up from nursery? Who's, I don't know, big long list of stuff, especially if you've got five kids, right? That's Oof. got to be a diary management nightmare. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i can't absolutely. even begin i can't even begin <laughs> to process it right yeah and we don't even know how old the kids are but the you know if they've right. been together for t- married for 12 years they've got to still be some little ones in there as well right yeah i can't get past the five kids on it <laughs> oh my gosh i hear you <laughs> so yeah right let's focus on the question yeah so yeah the, the warmth will have disappeared you'll be a lot more transactional you're probably not having as much fun. Like even just mm. laughter has probably kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. You may notice some signs of contempt so um, or snappiness mm-hmm. between each other. Intimacy's probably disappeared. Mm. Um, but with five kids, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe there's like less talk about the future. Um, mm. So less kind of aspirations about what the future will bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those they're, they're kind of some of the key things that, spring to mind yeah and you might have some recollection of a lot of requests to help out around the house that keep popping up Mm. which might lead you to in a sort of saner moment or sort of in a more enlightened moment realize oh yeah maybe there have been needs unmet and Mm. maybe i haven't been pitching in 50 50 um Mm. you know love is really predicated on how much help and assistance and understanding and shared resources or shared responsibilities and you know when one partner is consistently going out going without and feeling Mm. like they're hefting the 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 heavy load of child rearing so perhaps you remember hearing about you know hey do this or you haven't Mm. done this or you know that sort of thing maybe your memory if jogged would remember that You've been asked to do a lot of stuff and you kind of haven't and you thought you maybe would be able to push it off to another day and that maybe they'll, I can do that tomorrow. I can do that next Mm. month. Well, the the problem is, is that love has kind of burnt out. The pilot light has kind of gone out. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's a, it's such a difficult situation to be in, isn't it? Especially Mm -hmm. if you've been with somebody for 12 years and presumably kind of you know, before that as well, because you don't mm-hmm. just get married on day one. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although I have watched some weird programs where they get married on their altar. 90 day fiance or whatever. Yeah, yep. yeah, all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there's obviously longevity in this relationship. There's five children. I'm going to keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> five children, Anna, who does that? Yeah. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of emotion and um, investment in the relationship. So to get to this point and feel, it sounds to me like this person's just like super confused, doesn't really, can't comprehend how this can be happening. Mm. To get to that point and to feel, you know, like you, you're not really clear on what's going on yeah. must be quite difficult, I think, to be yeah. in that situation. So yeah. I do really feel for this person because we're not really taught how to deal with some of these difficult mm. situations in life that come up where... Mm-hmm. and we're so attached to kind of each other and you you especially at that stage you you place a lot of emphasis on kind of who you are as a couple yeah um we've yeah. talked about this in the past haven't we around yeah. you kind of when relationships break down not knowing how to be kind of like a single person anymore can be quite yeah. tough and when you're at this stage it kind of can feel like it's make or break 
yeah. to get kind of beyond that. And if you are still at that stage where you're super confused by it all and you can't imagine how your wife could ever fall out of love with you, when you've got this relationship together and this commitment of five children, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It must just be like an awful place to be. And then like yeah. thinking, well, where do I even start? Mm. So, mm. yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel for this person. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of sadness in the question, isn't there? And what the hell just happened? And yeah. what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no like question. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, to answer the question quite bluntly, yes, it is possible. Absolutely. And I think if you're if you're thinking that there's something wrong, there probably is, you know, mm. we've kind of said that before to other questions. Mm-hmm. And I'd really, I'd really get specific and try and find out exactly what is going on. Cause it sounds mm-hmm. to me like this person hasn't got a clue mm-hmm. and you need some information to base it on because otherwise you're going to be sat on that story train for a long, yeah. long time and you're never going to get to the root of the problem. Yeah. And you know, expect when you say, well, what's gone on, like, give me specific information, expect an anger response from your partner who's like, well, as I've told you for the last six years, yeah, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, blah, blah, blah. And there might be things that you're hearing, like really hearing for the first time, you remember hearing the words before, yeah. but you finally understand how important it has been. This person's been yeah. trying to tell you for years. Yeah, I'm gonna bet yeah. that that is the case. Yeah. And it's acknowledging the situation then, isn't it? So it's saying, look, I get it. And and I'm, you know, I get it. And I want to do something about it. Yeah. And acknowledging the feelings that are coming up and acknowledging the thoughts and um, And taking responsibility for maybe a shared responsibility. Look, my part is, I guess we didn't in all the business and the hectic, we always thought there was tomorrow, we could push issues off for tomorrow. And you know what I realize, I'll take my part of the responsibility that we let the balls drop yeah here. and you hit on an important point there because I don't think it's about these sorts of things don't happen in, in isolation it's never one mm. person's Mm-mm. um fault so if somebody does try and push all of the blame onto you mm. you know don't accept that because yeah. you know it's, it's actually kind of coming back to the point you know look we're both in this we're having you know yeah. It's not an isolation. It's not one person. You're both re- collectively responsible. Exactly. So I think it is important that it is a joint responsibility. Yeah. You don't just, um, marriages don't just fall apart because of one person. Yeah. I haven't met a couple yet who, for whom it's just one person's fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and actually, it's not even healthy to kind of focus on fault or blame at oh, all, is it? Right. It's what's really important is to focus on, um, do we still love each other? Yeah. Do we still want to make the relationship work? Are we committed? Are we in, are we in for this? Because there'll yeah. be a bit of a bumpy ride ahead um, before we come out the other side. So really focusing on do we still love each other? That's yeah. key. And do we, want, do we still want to be together? And if you can get those bits right and agree, then actually yeah. you'll be able to overcome a lot of the other obstacles that are going to come your way. Yeah. That's what I believe anyway. Yeah, I agree. And I I think that, yes, somebody's fallen out of love. Um, Your partner's fallen out of love. But if you, I mean, again, that might be a permanent thing. They might have moved on. There might be nothing to salvage. But if there is, then you stepping up and saying, I will take responsibility for things that are in the sphere of my influence. And I'm committed to doing this, this work in a way that we never have before. And so I love you. I want to do the work. Here's, yeah. you know, and yes, maybe bring a coach and a therapist in to be that yeah. third party in the room. And Absolutely, I will, yeah. you can hold me accountable to these sort of action steps. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and it is possible to rekindle oh, the yeah. love. Yeah. The love might still be there. It just might be covered up with all this crap and all this hurt, mm. right? And resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've got five kids, right? You've been busy. <laughs> yeah. My God, yes. Absolutely. So it's understandable if you've got that many <laughs> children slightly <laughs> obsessed. Yes. <laughs> that, you know, it's understandable that lots of things are going to have taken over. Yeah. And yeah. it's just going back to some basics, isn't it? Yeah. There's hope. There's hope, I think. Yeah. Just... Take some responsibility, have some deep and meaningful conversations um, because it's going to take more than one. And um, yeah, just commit to loving each other and being on the same team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm a big fan of love. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Nice. All right. (laughs) I feel pretty in a lovey mood myself. Yes. Well, that's warmed us up for the week. It's warmed us up for the week. Exactly. A good mm. dose of optimism. That's a place where I want to yeah. be on my uh, on my start to the week. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, the hail storms are probably coming down in some part of the UK <laughs> right now. And, you know, heat waves are going yeah. on in the other side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who knows what's going to come our way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Stick with it and love each other. Ride out the storm with your love. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Oh, all right. all right. Nice, warm and glowing now. Ah, oh, totally. All right. So, till next week. Till next week. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.